When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thinking sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey, everyone. This is uh, Thinking Sideways, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, I'm Devin, joined, as always, by... Joe. And Steve. And Steve. And Steve. It's my um, new name. Steve. Hey, guys. Happy birthday. Mm, huh? What? It's our birthday today. We're a year old today. Not quite. Yeah, it's been 52, isn't this our 52nd episode in 52 yeah. weeks? 52 weeks. Yeah, but our so, anniversary is not till the 53rd. Oh, why? Yeah, yeah. Well, think of it this way. Your birthday is on a certain day, right? Uh-huh. And there's 365 days in the year. Uh-huh. So on day 365, uh-huh. it's the day before your birthday, if your birthday is day one. He, uh, it makes sense. All right, yeah. fine. I'm just going to trust you guys. So, <laughs> so fine. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Happy birthday next week. Yeah, totally. And thank you for the wishes, by the way. <sighs> You're welcome. Where's my present? I'm, it's about to be delivered in the form of this episode. Okay. <laughs> and this is a juicy, enticing episode. It's, a, it's an okay one. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, actually a listener suggestion from way back. Probably one of our first listener suggestions. Yeah, it's it's an old one. Yeah, um, we got it via Reddit, actually, from a user named O and Eight. Mm-hmm. O and Eight. O and Eight. Yeah. Um, o ampersand Eight. 
N no, it's O and eight. O and eight. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, going. sorry, it took me so long <laughs> to get to this. Well, one. actually, let's be honest. I remember we all said Joe would probably do this story, so it's yeah. really Joe's fault that we haven't done this story. Yet. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I'm sorry, I've been a slacker. Now this one was uh, this one was a little too overwhelming and confusing. It's it's one of these ones where um, how to put it? It got it got its start, and pretty soon, like everything but the kitchen sink was in there. Yeah, that's you why know? I have this handy dandy bullet point list of all the things that I think are hilarious <laughs> attached to them. So what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the Montauk project. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And of course, it's it's sister project, the Philadelphia. Well, experiment. we're going to go ahead and gloss over the Philadelphia experiment yeah, today. Yeah. But it's it's know that it's connected. Yes. A, a, apparently, it's connected. Well, Ugh, through the space-time yeah, continuum, it's connected. It's connected in that it exists in the same universe, probably. Uh -huh. yeah. um, but well, I figured... It could figured... also be connected to the Istal woman and to it, you you know know what? Jefferson Davis 8. This yeah. could explain... This is why it's your birthday gift, Steve, is because it could actually explain Everything. every all of the 52 mysteries we have thus far tackled. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I just figured we would gloss over the Philadelphia Project, save it for a rainy day. All right. Because it's too big for little old me to handle. Mm, it is, is lot, kind yeah. of a big, tangled mess. Yeah. The Montauk Project. I'm saying that right, right? Montauk? Montauk. Montauk yeah. Right Montauk is this um, series of secret U.S. government projects that were conducted at... Um, I think I'm as far as I can tell, it's the same place. It's Camp Hero, which yeah. was renamed the Montauk Air Force Station, mm -hmm. right? They, yeah. it, Camp it, well, Hero became uh, no the other way around. I think that the there was a Montauk Air Force Station, and then they donated the land to the county or something. I thought to Nassau County, and then they turned it into they turned it into a park. Right, but Camp Hero was during the World Wars. Mm -hmm. It was an army base. Yeah, it was, oh. and I then it became an Air Force base. Then they donated it. To be a state park. Mm. Right. Okay. I'll buy that. Uh, it's in Montauk, Long Island. Apparently, it existed for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques and exotic research into time travel. Yeah. Or... Oh, don't forget mind control and mind reading. Yeah. Well, I was going to do... I feel like that's psychological warfare, kind of. Mm. Right? I, or, alternately, there was a Stargate there, and Nikola Tesla and some aliens probably made it. Entirely possible. I, you know, I'm laughing at that, but <clears throat> we'll talk about it in a minute. Yes! About, yeah, the Tesla does have a role in this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you guys a little story. Okay. Hop in the not so way back machine. We're not going to hop in the way back machine. Nah. We just took it out last week. We got to. Yeah, it's yeah. it's in the shop. Yeah, never do that. So in 1945, American troops liberated France. Right? That's true. Mm -hmm. We yeah. know that. That's not really a conspiracy. Apparently, at the same time, some troops discovered a train full of Nazi gold that was stopped in a tunnel. Uh, they notified the proper authorities who arrived on the scene, took the gold, and then killed all the soldiers. Because dead men tell no tales. This, and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. So were these the soldiers that discovered it? That were U.S. soldiers or soldiers that were already on the train? Because no, I thought the, I heard it ones... was Nazi soldiers that they killed. Oh, I oh, understood I, it I, that I it thought was. They were Allied soldiers. That yeah. They yeah. I, 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 that's why I'm asking because I remember thinking I read that it was they killed all the Nazi soldiers. Well, I think they probably just killed everyone. Well, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if there were Nazi soldiers, certainly they killed them. 
But I, I'm given to understand they also killed the Allied soldiers. This is a release of Call of Duty, basically, is what you're mm-hmm. telling me right yeah. here. Yeah. They One really, man survives. You got to kill everybody and then teabag them. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, uh, the moral of the story is if you found a train load of gold, you just, like, hide it and don't tell anybody, you know? You, na- you national se- secret? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What's that? Uh, national treasure? Yeah, you uh, national treasure it. Yep. Yeah. I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, also at the same time, during the Crumbling Reich, right? That's how you say that word? Oh, yeah. The Third Reich? The Third Reich. Reich. Mm -hmm. I just, you know what? Sometimes I can't say words. It's fine. We know this. Um, Americans were helping German scientists flee the country, which we also recognize as probably being true Mm -hmm. or absolutely being true. Or or, and. I don't know how many we got out before the war's end, but we certainly got grabbed a bunch of them after the war was over too. Can I can I can I interrupt something? I, fine. All right, because we're talking about the, this Operation starts, Paperclip, Paperclip, and yep. we're talking about the 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 Germans a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that some of the weird German experiments are why we took these guys. Yeah. So did you guys see the article that's come out recently about Hitler and Himmler and the awesome stuff that they wanted to do, uh, making their own Jurassic Park? No, what? I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, it's it's so funny. And evidently this is, quote unquote, true papers that have been discovered is that uh, to help show that the German lineage had been there was always the strong people. What they were going to do is they were going to backwards engineer some, uh, it's a bull or some kind of cow that was seven feet tall that was from the Jurassic, Jurassic period and release it into the wilds of Poland so that these strong men of the Reich could hunt them. Because th- that's right up there with the crazy stuff that we're going to talk about that these guys were in. I, hmm. I guess I feel like if I had a lot of money and was planning on taking over the world, I would probably build a Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they ought to build a real Jurassic Park. I think they I think probably should. Cool. We saw how well that worked in film number one through four. Well, yeah. uh, but, obviously you know, we wouldn't be dummies. The movies. the movies aren't realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to our story. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Operation Paperclip. Yeah. Yeah. Operation Paperclip. And lots of these scientists were brought back to America and teamed up with scientists who'd worked on the Philadelphia experiment, given the Nazi gold that we were just talking about. Why were they given the Nazi gold? And, And a research facility that was built underground... And that became the Montauk Project. Yeah, beneath building a 12-story underground complex. Maybe, yeah. We'll we'll talk about what they built under there in a minute. Yeah, I know. Because it turns out, apparently, the government, though they have given all of the land to the Forest Service, Mm -hmm. they still own the land below the radar unit Mm -hmm. that sits on top of... Yeah. The Montauk project. Yeah, Although apparently that's that's true. But they, I, I think, what that meant really is that they kept the mineral rights just in case you know gold was discovered or something like that. And I'm not talking Nazi gold. But... Gold were discovered. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. But why did they give them the Nazi gold? Oh, to to pay them and to fund their research. But why didn't they just like uh, get some money from the treasury? Well, because it was this Nazi gold. It I mean, was you have free to... gold. Nazis, Nazis like Nazi gold. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to launder it somehow. You can't just like go to the bank and say, "Hey, here's all this Nazi gold. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna keep it." Just melt it down. I mean, I guess you probably could. You are the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. It's a little easier uh, just to melt it down. That's it's probably a true. A easier I don't know. It's a good uh, question. Um, I don't have a good answer. Uh, okay. Sorry. I can keep making things up if you want. Nah, no? Nah, no? We'll cool. move on? Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, the base is all the way um, at the end of this island. Yeah, the east end of Long Island. Yeah. For people who live on Long Island, you follow Route 27 
I don't know what that means. It's a yeah. it's a point. It's kind of yeah. a spit of land. It's kind of yeah. If you if you look at Google Maps, like the the, the highway goes out on on the south side of the island, and then Montauk Point is like there's a, like this little blob at the very very end. Mm-hmm. So it's wide, then it narrows down to this very narrow, skinny little passageway mm-hmm. and it widens out again and that's where Camp Hero and all that other stuff is. Yeah, so um, in World War II, it was called Camp Hero mm-hmm. uh, and it was used for coastal defense, had like really big guns. Well, it's it's got the big radar station on it. Is well, now. It oh, did they have guns on mm-hmm. it? They had large oh, okay. guns and bunkers and then that was, the army gave the base to the Air Force and it became known as the Montauk Air Force Station, and they built this big radar. If you Google Montauk Project, and actually we'll put up some pictures on the website too, Mm -hmm. that huge radar thing is what we're talking about. Apparently it was used as an actual radar station. Briefly until it became In the Cold War. And and what kind of, do you remember what kind of radar it is? It starts with an S. I thought it was an AH-356 or something like that. (laughs) I really can't remember. Yeah. I mean, it 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 was a technology that as soon as they built it, was out of date oh, and yeah. was no longer worth anything. Yeah, it was like I was—I I had the chance to, to uh, go on board an old '50s-era submarine that was called the Sailfish, and it was built as a radar picket boat because they, radars weren't small enough to put on planes that could land on aircraft carriers. But the aircraft carriers needed radar coverage, so they built a series of submarines that had these enormous sails and these retractable radar dishes and everything, so they could like be a distance out with their radars on, monitoring for incoming enemy planes and everything. And then before they even, I don't think they even did much time in service, and then they became obsolete. And so what do we do with this thing? Well, I guess we'll just turn it into a regular submarine with a really huge, huge sail on it. Uh-huh. So that's what they did. <laughs> for fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what they did. Because we can. They throwing it away. Yeah, according to the, the legend, I guess, the base lost its funding in the 1960s. Because the radar technology became obsolete. Yeah. But apparently it was open until uh, 1983. Because mm-hmm. they were doing experiments. I guess. Uh, in, and as Joe previously stated, the, it's, a, it's a New York State Park now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the radar equipment is still intact and standing. You can actually see it on Google Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool, yeah. Well, and people use it rather than the lighthouse that's on Montauk Point. They use the radar as kind of a daytime reference point because mm-hmm. it's it's easier it's to huge. see than a lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. big. So. It's really big. And you know, as I said before, the story is that they actually built bunkers below it, like built down, mm-hmm. um, and that the government retains the rights to that whether it's actually not improved on there and it's minerals or what have you, mm-hmm. apparently the U.S. government still owns what is, what's whatever's there? below. So apparently, if if in fact there is something below there, it's the, the base itself and the radar was actually a cover-up for what was below. Apparently there were as many as 12 stories deep, I don't know. What do you call it when it's not levels? Uh, levels yeah, it's deep. Levels, I guess. Yeah. Some people say that it's like really, really documented that there's a subterranean city beneath the base that's still being used today by secret branches of the military. People say that the radar equipment was built as a cover-up, that the military could conduct experiments in time travel and mind control, and that the electronics equipment was a cover for that. People also say that there's a 50-foot-tall pure titanium pyramid under there, so I guess we'll take what people say 
with a little bit of a grain of salt. You think so? Why, yeah. why, a, why a titanium pyramid? I don't know. I was thinking that's... like it would make more sense to say it was gold and then that's what they used the Nazi gold yeah, for. But... Trainload of Nazi gold will make a pretty big pyramid. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know why pure yeah. titanium because it conducts space-time antimatter better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Radio, radio frequency waves, as mm-hmm. somebody said. Yeah. I, uh, um, I got to say, if you're going to build a 12-level underground complex, that seems like a really inappropriate place to do it. Yeah, it's pretty close to the water. Where is, well, the water table yeah. is pretty close to the surface there. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like there's a lot easier places to build. I agree. I mean, it, it's conceivable, but I, I, you'd think they'd go like hollow out a mountain or something like that, or maybe pick a, a dormant volcano and build their lair in there. Maybe they needed the seawater. Mm, yeah, good point. Maybe. Oh, I, I, I want to point something out, too. And sure. I, I'm ashamed of all, all the people out there that have gone over this story so many times for not noticing this obvious thing, but only 20 miles away to the north, northwest, mm-hmm. is Groton, Connecticut, home of a U.S. submarine base, and it's entirely possible they were smuggling Nazi gold scientists and everything else via submarine across the Long Island Sound to a secret subterranean submarine base underneath the complex. Oh. Yeah. That Wait, what? Yeah. I, I see it. Yeah. I get it. Actually, that's a really joke with the breakthrough theory. That's oh, a really good theory. Oh, absolutely. Totally. That's Because when you think about it, why would they pick this particular spot it's such, in such a populous area? Mm-hmm. Even though for the area, it's fairly, it's a somewhat deserted, but it's such a populous area. You know, why they, why don't they go out somewhere in New Mexico, you know, in the middle of the desert somewhere? Mm-hmm. Well, Think about it. What's 20 miles away? Mm-hmm. A submarine base. I know it makes no sense. But. No, actually, <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense than think, a lot of stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Well, so. I think that when you're talking about uh, 12-level underground complexes, I think a secret subterranean submarine base is kind of kind of a necessary thing. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Interesting. So here's the story, kind of. <laughs> the, kind the, of? The, I'm sorry. Here's the theory, the kind of overarching theory of what happened here or what was happening here. I don't know. There's a lot of these. This is the one that I like the most. Uh, I feel like there's a lot here. So you're going to leave with your favorite and then just trail down from there? Yeah, I mean, the rest of them are just kind of like weird assertions. Like nobody has gone, spent very much time to kind of give anecdotal evidence or anything like that. Uh, The rest of them are assertions? This one isn't? Well, okay, this one is too, but there's this okay. anecdotal evidence that goes with <laughs> okay. it. Whereas the other ones I can bullet point down. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So, on or about August 12th, 1983, all credible stories start with on or about. Just throw that out there. A porthole in time, unquote, unquote, was created, which allowed researchers to travel anywhere in space or time. This was developed into a stable, quote, time tunnel. Uh, because uh, of this... Which went to a single point in the past? Well, no. They could kind of control it, maybe. It's unclear. There are two kind of variations on what happened specifically because of this. In the first instance, mm-hmm. uh, they both kind of have the same thing to kind of have... Well, well, let's just start talking about this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so because of this time tunnel... Oh, by the way, was this a really long tunnel? I mean, did you need like a golf cart? I... To get down <laughs> Joe, will you stop <laughs> it? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, because of this time tunnel, either uh, the time travel project at Montauk interlocked in hyperspace with the original Philadelphia experiment in 1943... 
the story tends to go thusly. The USS Aldridge that was in the Philadelphia experiment, I guess. Yep. yep. I don't know. Was drawn into hyperspace and trapped there. Two men, Al, how do you say his last uh, name? Bielek, I think. Bielek and Duncan Cameron both claim to have leaped from the deck of the USS Eldridge while it was in hyperspace and ended up after a period of severe disorientation at Camp Hero in the year 1983 at the Montauk Project. They claim to have met uh, John von Neumann. That's how you would say that, right? That's how I say that. that John von Neumann. Von, it's von. Von. Von, yeah. von Neumann. Von. He's a... Um, Physicist and mathematician. Um, he died in 1957. Just, but, but they met him but in 1983. Met him in 1983. Just calm down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He apparently, that scientist von Neumann, um, also was apparently connected to the Philadelphia experiment. So the claim is that they actually, in Montauk, the time tunnel opened up into the Philadelphia experiment. Uh -huh. Maybe. Apparently, the origin of the Montauk project dates. Also to 1943, when radar invisibility was being researched aboard the USS Eldridge. I don't know. It's kind of this modge podge of story that I can't totally tell. Here's the easy way to, to, to think about the Philadelphia experiment. Yes. They wanted to figure out how to make a ship invisible to radar. Mm -hmm. They did some kooky science mm -hmm. and some... Kids in a van got involved. Okay, yeah. no, that part's not real. No. They have a dog. But they accidentally made the ship disappear for a couple of moments. It completely went invisible to the naked eye and radar. It traveled through time, and then it zipped back to where it came from, and... People were dead because they had fused with the ship or were completely loony. Yeah, mentally That's unfit. That's the simple Cliff Notes version of the Philadelphia experiment. Sure. So apparently yeah. where the, the ship ended up was the Montauk project, apparently. It, so that would that would explain a lot, though. So when it disappears, that's because the Montauk thing is causing it to go like whoop. Mm -hmm. that it, I, and I can't decide if they if the 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 theory is that the Philadelphia experiment caused the time tunnel opening, or if the Montauk experiment caused the USS Eldridge to disappear. But somehow they made it up that forty-year mm -hmm. bridge. Yeah, apparently. And then what's his name jumped off the ship and wound up in Montauk. Yeah, um, what's his name? Al, Al, Al and Duncan. Bielek and, and, Duncan, and Duncan Cameron. Cameron yeah. And I can't tell... I, do, you guys said that you watched some interviews with him. Is that true? I, I listened to part of an interview with Al B Bielek. Is that how we're saying his name? I guess. No, Bielek, yeah. yeah. Bielek, okay. And, and I couldn't totally tell if he claimed to have been... Part of the Philadelphia experiment in 1943. Yeah, he, he, he did. It's really weird. He claims that he was he was on that ship in 43, and the, then he jumped off in Montauk. And he well, he jumped off while it was traveling through hyperspace. So mm -hmm. he looked at his buddy Richard Dean Anderson and said, "I'm out of here," mm -hmm. and jumped out while he was in the wormhole. Mm -hmm. And he traveled in time. He says he ended up in the year 2300 and something yeah. and was there for a while. And then he ended up in the year 2800 and something and lived there for a while. Both times having no recollection of who he was at first he and then eventually figuring it out and then somehow traveling back in time and ending up in 1983. I see. And then uh, when he was in, say, the year 2800, he lived there for a while? Yeah. Yeah, he was a tour guide. 
He was a tour guide? He was a tour guide because they had cities that were 22 or 2300 stories tall. Mm-hmm. And they had anti-gravity technology, and they had computers that ran the government, and as he said, they were a socialist society. There's a lot of weird stuff in yeah. in his stuff. Anybody who wants to listen to it, there's a bunch of his interviews online. I, I didn't listen to all of them, but it's about three hours of interviews. There's a couple of them that are kind of compiled. Mm-hmm. It, literally a three-hour video that you can just listen to, and it's all, most of it's just audio. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say that he's a kook or a loon or anything like that, but he makes some pretty fantastic claims, oh, and yeah. most of his stories are really, really simple. Like, he says, well, then they had train systems, except their train cars were wider than ours. Okay, it's a train. Okay, well, what's so futuristic about a train? Well, I mean, it's some, some weird stuff, like, yeah, very, like very simple. Yeah. I almost wonder if he, you know, accidentally did LSD or something. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. you, accidentally. It like, yeah. The, the, the thing about it is, is like, and this is why you know he's full. He's full of it, is because he traveled to the future. And think about this. I mean, if somebody from say 200 years ago transported to our time, he would see things that would be that would have been inconceivable in his time. Uh-huh. Not just that, he wouldn't have just seen things that would have been an improvement. He wouldn't have seen a, a you know a donkey on steroids. <laughs> and, and, and a super, super turbocharged steam locomotive. He would see things like airplanes and iPads yeah. and the internet. He yeah. would see stuff that his society could not have conceived of. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, in all of his stories, not a single thing that he saw so many centuries in the future, not a single thing that he saw is something that doesn't already exist in our society today. Yeah. Which tells us that all, either all human creativity basically disappeared about, you know, about right about now, mm-hmm. or that, you know, the guy is just basically full of it. Well, and he also he also makes the jump that soci- the human world population was kind of decimated at mm. some point in the, the near future in some war. And that seems re- like the sort of thing you would get some serious details on. Well, and do you remember <laughs> the Georgia Guidestones? Yeah. He talks about the New World Order and that at in tw- the year 2800, the planet was at, what was it, uh, 500? Hundred thousand or five hundred million, five hundred million people. Mm-hmm. They were keeping the population right around that number. So it's when did he do these interviews? Uh, it, I should just go watch. There's several years ago. I, I, yeah. It he was actually, really hard. I, th- I thought he, it was from two thousand. He's dead though. Right? Yeah, he, he died, is. Like, two thousand ten, right? Or something like something that. like that. Yeah. So yeah. his interview was. I mean, he was talking about the internet, and it was strange because I swore I heard the internet at one point. They said two thousand twelve. Mm. But then the, he would start talking about the early 2000s. So I couldn't tell exactly when the interview I listened to was. But it just was very, very close to what modern technology was. Mm. And I, I agree with Joe. They, they, they weren't revelations. They weren't yeah. amazing. You know, oh, they had, a, they had a, a, a sidewalk where you stood on it and just jetted you around town. Like the thing at the airport. Mm. Uh, and like the thing that Isaac Asimov was writing, had in some of his robot novels in, yeah. that he wrote in the 1960s. Do so. you remember uh, uh, who is... I borrowed the, the Ringworld series from yeah, you. Yeah, Larry Niven. Larry Niven. And if anybody hasn't read Ringworld or Larry Niven, they're, they're good books. They're sci-fi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're classics. But 
they were written before a lot of technology came out. And so mm-hmm. the technology that he forecasted was very simple advances. And that's what this guy was talking about, was things that were very simple advances, but they were 600 or 800 years in the future. So, uh-huh. And yeah. also, you know, if the world is only 500 million people, and why do you need cities that are like 2,400 stories tall? Yeah, well, they were they, they had anti-gravity, and they could just float all over the planet and live wherever uh-huh. they wanted in that city. That's what it was. So you know what? This week, yeah. we're in Rio. Next week, yeah. we're in the Antarctic. Yeah. So. I don't know. They have ships like that you can yeah. live on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They do. There they do. Is. So, uh, okay. That sidebar, I guess. That well, whole... we've gone off. I think we've yeah. we bashed Al enough. Yeah. We have. So either this whole, like, fusion uh, with the uh, Philadelphia project or aliens. I guess they're not mutually exclusive. They could have both happened. But aliens, apparently there was some some contact with aliens that happened at the Montauk Project through this time tunnel, Mm -hmm. this stable time tunnel. There were some underground tunnels with abandoned cultural archives that were explored on Mars using the technique where apparently some kind of Martians had once lived thousands and thousands of years earlier. And there was contact made with the aliens... Through the time tunnel, I guess that gave them some kind of advanced technologies uh, so to enhance the Montauk project. So, uh, but they were able to actually do the initial time tunnel without alien technology. I guess they and, stumbled yeah. upon it, and then they somehow the time tunnel also opened into a space tunnel that also took us to Mars. Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing for me to make the leap of, "Hey, this this time tunnel opened up and it." It opened up to some place that's like pretty close, just like you know, forty years ago or whatever. It's another to say, hey, this time tunnel opened up, and it opened up five thousand years in the future on Mars. I don't, I mean, I don't know how those things work, but mm, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I, that's the thing about it is, it's like the universe is a huge place, and and actually inhabitable places that exist are uh, an infinitesimally small mm-hmm. portion of the universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if it goes up to a random place, it's probably just going to be empty space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the inside of a planet or the inside of a star. Yeah. Those all seem like really dangerous things too, right? You ever, Every time you hear about a time tunnel opening up, it happens to be in a place that isn't the vacuum of space that sucks the entire world through this time <laughs> <I know. laughs> into a black hole, right? I mean, I that seems rather convenient to me. Well, I'll they did just, that on Stargate once. They that's true. They, they they had to frantically shut down the Stargate, but that, that happened on Stargate, which, See? by the way, I'm going to go back to Stargate every time you say time tunnel, because it sounds they, like it. So they just they were just, like, channel surfing, and they came to this huh? one? That yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> they, they went to this planet, and it had the, the ring, and that planet was being sucked into a black hole, and the, the, the guys that went out there were all being... Sp- but spaghettification, is that what it's called when you get sucked into a, a black hole because you're you're stretched out? Let's yeah, go with that. And right. and yeah. time slows down and mm-hmm. so they were they were watching everybody slow down and being spaghettified. They had to quickly shut it down so the gravity didn't suck the world through the, the Oh no Yeah. 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 Get through the gate. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so, I'm just I'm just telling you right now. No, I'm gonna do fine. that every time I can. Apparently this allowed a a broader access to hyperspace and also developed um allowed a, a language of hyperspace to be developed oh, i, I just don't even is that kind of like esperanto i, I was about to say what does that language sound yeah. like language of or is that like a mathematical language I, it's unclear 
I have to be honest, it, it may be a language of mathematics. I did not try to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I well, be honest with you. I, I don't know that we could, actually. So, so there's some other stuff that's really interesting, and this is kind of my bullet point list. Uh, the first interesting fact connected to the Montauk Project, other than the ones that we've already talked about, are that apparently Nikola Tesla faked his death in a conspiracy and was the chief director of operations at the Montauk project um, and was through, I guess, through the 80s, uh, which would make him like 120 Something like that, yeah. years old. So that seems really true. Oh, yeah. well, well, I got to say, yeah, but he was, uh, he was, when well, he died, I think he was in his, his 80s, like his early 80s. Uh-huh. Died, mm-hmm. right? and, he, you know, I've seen pictures of him not long before his death, and he didn't look that hot. He didn't look so good. No, he did not. And reportedly, he was getting a little bit flaky in the head in his old age, as most of us do. Uh, yeah, know? especially but, when you play with electricity as much as he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not sure he would have been much use to the project. However happy I would be that Nikola Tesla was still alive today. Oh, yeah. I would be so happy. Well, haven't you watched Sanctuary? He's a vampire. He's totally alive. You've never seen that show? Oh, I'm totally no. going off on random TV Never shows today, aren't this. I? Mm-hmm. Never even heard of the show. Sanctuary ran for like three years, but Nikola Tesla was uh, was a vampire. I guess I'll go watch that then. Mm. It's, I'm gonna it's just pretty rad. Watch it tonight. He's a super smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Edison is another vampire. That'd be great. No, Edison was a vampire. He was just a jerk. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah he was kind of a jerk. <laughs> he really was. Okay, uh, next little tidbit of conspiracy. There are reports from the 1970s that. 1970s, excuse me, that surveillance showed, quote, the formation of a large bubble of time space centered upon the site, unquote, which is apparently proof of the time tunnel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently there was pictorial proof of that, which Mm -hmm. conveniently was burgled from the only person who had it, which seems like a normal thing for satellite surveillance. well, yeah, that that guy was. Uh, I remember that that guy. I can't remember his name now, but apparently he was a he reporter, defect- right? Yeah. No, no, he, he was a, he was he was a Russian. Yeah, he was a defector from Russia. Oh, he was interviewed he by a access. reporter. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he had he had access to satellite surveillance and, technology. And he was like Russian and South American. He was some weird yeah, combination. Spanish Russian, something Spanish like that. Russian, yeah, something yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he spilled the beans, then they they, they broke into they his apartment and only stole the papers. Yeah, I know. I know. They could have like messed the place up and stole his TV, too, just to cover up. Yeah, but, but no, well, just I, I seriously would like to know from... Why would you steal the point. TV? You know how heavy a 1970s TV yeah, is? Point. True. Well, they, yeah, they were only about this big. So, <laughs> but anyway, the... Uh, I, I really want to know what a bubble of space-time looks like. I what? would like to know that, too. Because, yeah, how, how does it look any different from the space-time yeah. that we exist in right now? I don't know. Maybe it bows out. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's everything like looks bubble. super spaghettified. Cool yeah. refractions? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That I can't answer. I have not seen that on TV yet. Yeah. Apparently, also at the Montauk Project, uh, people had their psychic abilities enhanced. Already amazing theory. Uh, that allowed them to materialize objects out of thin air. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, they could I, just think a thing into existence. Yeah, I guess they couldn't all do that, but some of them like, got, were so so incredibly advanced and powerful that they could actually like. And one mm-hmm. of them, one of them like like materialize a Bigfoot out of thin air. Uh huh. A, a yeti. yeti. And it yeah, it yeah, went yeah. berserker yeah. and started destroy. It destroyed like three levels, and they had to be. They had to shoot it. Yeah. Did Did you hear the theory of why the Yeti was was created? No. Or was brought in? No. Oh, this is this is this is 
way down the rabbit hole. Gold? It's gold? It's absolute it's gold. It's Nazi gold? I can't remember the name of the guy that supposedly was had his psychic abilities enhanced. And of course, by having those abilities enhanced, he had other issues like emotional issues created. But he and some other people at that time, I think it was in the 80s, they said, because it shut down in 83, is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Said that they realized that the project had gotten out of control and so what they did is to shut it down when he was in, they, they had a mind chair mm. where they, it was an alien yeah. chair. that like would Professor X. That okay. Powers, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Which is also a Stargate phenomenon. Uh-huh. Uh, he sat in it and he thought of the worst monster he could. And he thought of a seven foot Yeti which went through and rampaged through the complex and ripped the place asunder doing so much damage that the project had to be shut down and they saved our timeline. Uh-huh. I nice. um I That's was kind good. of hoping that you were going to tell me it's like from Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, with the, the marsh with the Dave Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> where they were like, "Okay, think of anything you want." And he's like, "Don't think of a Yeti. Don't think of a Yeti. Don't think of a Yeti." Ah, oh, crap. I thought of a Yeti. <laughs> that was my hope. Um No. Apparently, also at the Montauk Project, they put microchips, embedded them in the workers' brains to control the people who worked there. Yeah, okay. Or to make them forget that they worked there or... Totally makes sense. Whatever. Also, apparently, um, the Montauk Project is where they train the men in black to, quote... Before it shut down. Yeah. To quote... It might be. So that's, that's another part of it, right? They apparently, the men in black were developed to, quote, confuse and frighten the public. Also, the Montauk Project, where they staged the moon landing. Or possibly they tunneled to the future with their time tunnel to get technology from the aliens. Or they tunneled to a time when people could go to the moon and just did it then. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. (gasps) This is, I have seen most of these these things Uh here, but you're telling me that the Montauk Project is responsible for either A, making the moon landing or B, faking it? Yeah. Both of those possibilities? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. that, That potentially they faked it there, right? They staged it there. Or... This time tunnel existed, and they got the alien technology at, that that enable that them. enabled them to actually go to the moon. But you know that. But either way, it wasn't just like United States ingenuity yeah, yeah. that let us go to the yeah, moon. Yeah, the thing about it is, is there's no evidence of any alien technology in the Apollo program. I mean, it's are like, you kidding uh, me? Velcro. Oh, good point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I suppose so. Okay, yeah, you win. But, okay. uh, <laughs> seriously, uh, yeah. Uh, there's no need for alien technology there, but I like the uh, Civil War one. Yeah. Apparently, also, some of the things that one of the things they did with this time tunnel was they went back because apparently the first time we did the Civil War, it went the wrong way. So they fixed mm-hmm. the outcome of the Civil War. So the South won. The world was so terrible that the Confederate, is that the South? Confederacy. Uh-huh. The Confederacy's version realized it was terrible, made their own Montauk project to send people back to make sure the Confederacy lost the second time around? I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was people who were, you know, like still fighting for the North 
who, I mean, not still, but, you know, I, there are people who still think that the Confederacy should have won, right, in yeah. 2014. Yeah. So maybe it was the, you know, the obviously the smarter people. <laughs> I was going to say, because most of the people who think that, they fly the flag, they drive the truck, uh-huh. they drink the beer, mm-hmm. and once a year they go to the reenactment. Right. They, do, they don't build quantum machines in right. their garage I have I a lot of choice derogatory things to say. Yeah, and that's why I, that. I, I'm avoiding that. <laughs> Wrong. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be the Southerners if the South had won the war. Right, but that's what I'm saying is that the the Northerners would have then they would have said, "Wow, this turned out bad. Let's create a lot of really advanced technology and, and go, go back. back and fix it." But the, yeah, the thing about instead that of is, flying the flag and going to the reenactment once a year, you know. But the thing about it is, is that if the U.S. had split, uh, well, it, there's a couple of different outcomes. One is that things might have turned out better or just perfectly okay. The South would go do their thing, we'd do our thing, mm-hmm. and so you know, it wouldn't be seen. We see it from the per- this perspective as a, of us now as the South winning as being a, a hideous thing, but. Maybe as far as the North goes, people living in the North, it would have been okay. And so the only the thing is slavery. Let's throw that out there. Oh, slavery! I mean, slavery was going to go the way of the dodo. Industrialization did away with slavery anyway. I mean, it would have gone. But, He's so, got a point. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, slavery would no longer be existing in the 20th century. On the, on the other other hand, you know, the the United States, if it were split up, might not have ever become a real world power, and might not have even, have even participated in World War II. Yep. So I don't know. It's, it's like, a big question. Know, no one knows what all, all these unknowable, noble things are. It's true. Um, so more things that happened at the oh, Montauk yeah, yeah. Project. Oh, yeah, um, the the Jersey Devil was created there. Now, we haven't tackled the Jersey, the Jersey what Devil is the yet. Jersey Devil. Yeah. What is the Jersey Devil? Is yeah. the good question. Yeah. And that's I mean. Stay that's tuned. totally the question. What is the Next Jersey week? Devil? Yeah. No, I mean the Jersey Devil is a mm, cryptozoology creature. Mm-hmm. Like a chimera kind of thing. Well, no, it could be a Bigfoot. It could be something like a, the Tasmanian Devil. It could of be New a Jersey. chupacabra. It could oh. be a chupacabra. It uh, it could be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Could be a Batman guy. It, um, it could be a situation. Yeah. This is a thing. Again, I'm sure we'll do a show on this. Yeah, we probably will. Um, also, apparently, AIDS was manufactured here because mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yeah. Steve is looking at me like I am the person who believes this theory. Yeah, I know. I just don't even know what to say. But the whole idea that AIDS was manufactured, when, you know, if you really want a new hideous disease uh, to come along, all you got to do is just sort of sit back, drink a beer, and wait for sub-Saharan Africa to crank a new one out. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, look at, say, for example, Ebola. You know, yeah, but uh, the problem, right, okay, so the thing, I okay, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm about to do this, but... The thing is, is that like Ebola, you could catch as a rich person just as easily as you could catch as like a, as a poor person, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an airborne illness, right? Yeah. It's a, it's whatever. It's communicable in other ways other than like physically having it's contact. It's in the air. Yeah. It's airborne, yes. Right. So the benefit of AIDS, right, ostensibly, if you were going to manufacture something, is that you would just say... I will only have contact with people I 100% know do not have this, mm-hmm. and then I will never get it. Oh, so I guess... Unless you get a blood transfusion or something like that. but They clean that stuff they, out They clean now. that up pretty quick. They, yeah. Yeah. Now. Now. Not then, because there might be some riffraff. You might want to just let it leak. No, the, the, okay, I'm going to let that go. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Anyways, just as a... Blah, blah. So I guess that's my like last <laughs> big right. one. The the whole the whole thing is still standing. I that's my last 
theory of things that happened there. Is the AIDS thing? Is the AIDS thing. Oh, I, I thought it was your, uh, duh, 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 which was my favorite phrase of, this is how we're just going to, no, we're just going to let that go. We're just going. Yes. We're just going to let that so go. So the whole thing, the radar and the building that it's on top of and ostensibly the 50-foot titanium pyramid below uh, are still there. Yeah. And the and that the the soldiers with the, the with the guns. So that's people. that's exactly the 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 segue, right? Is that apparently this base is abandoned? It's just part of the state park in New York, mm-hmm. but ostensibly people say that civilians visiting the park are park are routinely threatened by armed government agents that are or, um, ordering them to not venture into certain areas of the park. Apparently, electrical workers report having installed a power station capable of using gigawatts of energy, like enough to power a city. Mm -hmm. And apparently, every once in a while, strange lights or shapes are seen on the sky overhead. I see those anywhere. Well, and here's Uh, here's here's something that's weird. I wanted to kind of get an idea of of what the place looked like today, so mm -hmm. I I went on Google Maps and checked it out, and I was looking at the street map, no big deal. And then I wanted to try and figure out where the satellite was or the the radar dish so i turned it on to satellite view mm-hmm. and then thought well i'm just going to i'm going to pull a joe and i'm just going to cruise around the streets and check yeah, everything out view. yeah well, except you can't because every time you come around the corner there's a couple of guys with ar <laughs> 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 telling, telling mr google uh, car to stop you know, no, no 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 you know how when you when you're in google maps today mm-hmm. and you go and you well, what do they call the little guy that you drop on the map yeah, to, the little gold guy yeah, yeah. whatever he is he's know. got a name i can't think of it whenever whenever you get the map to come up to show where he'll go all the roads around Camp Hero, they all stop on the street view at a pretty significant distance away from the main center of the installation. Is it the border of the state park? Like, is it not able to go into the state park at all? Well, you can, you go down a road, because mm-hmm. I did. I went to a number of them. You go down the road, and then there's a gate, and there's a giant sign, which you can't read because of Google has out. fuzzed it out. Right. Yeah, but there's... there's there's a gate. And then, I, I mean, there's a number of smaller roads that look like they feed in off of the edges. And I went over to those and every one of them, it's the same thing. The Google truck stopped. Mm-hmm. It seems like these gates, if it's a park, would be open to drive down at some point. But Google never managed to get in there. And every time they, fu- I mean, they fuzz out everything that is on there you know how you when you're in the street view it it does the little window where you can zoom in on stuff Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. let's say you're looking at a house and you want to zoom on the house when you look at that entire area that little zoom window is gone in the street view it's not till you do a 180 and you're looking away that it comes back so it's a little weird Mm -hmm. that you can't even zoom into any of it which would la- add a little credence to this theory of, well, maybe something's still going on. I, um, yeah. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is um, if they still got stuff going on, then why go to the hassle of having, you know, like like guys sneaking around the woods with guns when you can just keep it in your own possession, not turn it over to the public, not have the public walking around, still have your fences and armed guards saying, hey, military base, you can't come in. And there's nothing suspicious about that. There's but you have to keep, everywhere. you've got to do some kind of upkeep. And if you give it to the state oh, and go. say, the state, this is your park, you've got to maintain it. But by the way, keep your little cretins out of this area mm-hmm. and we'll just have a little contingent walking around patrolling it to keep people away because, you know, 
people get on foot and they wander around. They have no idea. So they just, they're, they're scurrying on. They're making sure everybody scurries away from it. I guess my other thing for the keeping it a base would be exactly what you were saying earlier with the populated area thing, mm-hmm. where I think, you know, when they initially made Camp Hero, Long Island was not nearly as populated as it is yeah. as it is now. So keeping something secret and operational as a publicized Air Force base is much harder. It'd be like trying to do something on the Air Force base, or I guess it's the Air Force Reserve or whatever, that's, you know, down by the Portland airport, mm-hmm. you drive right past it. And it's kind of a secluded area. But if there was weird stuff going on, people would know just because people kind of live around. I, so yeah. I got, you know, I guess there's some kind of, I see both arguments. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still think if, if you're that paranoid about secrecy, just move out to the desert somewhere out west. But that's the problem is that there's all kinds of installations that were out in the middle of nowhere were built up, you know about the, uh, here in Portland, out uh, on the east side, there's in Beaverton, or west side, in Beaverton, there's the monkey farm. You know about the monkey farm. Yeah. No, the the what? The monkey farm. There's this place that is a primate facility, and it is in the middle of Beaverton, which folks who aren't from here don't know, is a very populated, very urbanized area. And there's a lot of people driving around and living in that area. And I worked on a campus that was directly next to it. I mean, property lines intersected. Mm-hmm. And I'd be in the parking lot and you could hear the monkeys. Was it the OHSU facility? I don't think it is. It might be. But the point is, they built that thing a long time ago and kept adding on to it. So they sunk a lot of money into infrastructure to build this facility Mm -hmm. and they want it let's just say they're doing nefarious things because we would hear monkeys yelling all the time well and then they're doing strange things there well you can't just pick that all up and move because that's really expensive Mm -hmm. so instead you just say it's one thing while you do another Yeah. yeah you can do that but um at the time they started this facility, I mean, I mean, New York and like just just north of there is Connecticut, another very populous place. It was already very very densely populated, you know, back in the forties mm-hmm. or seventies yeah, or whenever they started this. Sure. So I mean, they didn't have to invest a dime in it; they could have just gone somewhere else. But it was also, I remember in reading, they went there because it was right on the coast, mm-hmm. so it was easy to bring everything in by boat load it up and haul it however far, you know, a couple of miles at the most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. onto Not the camp. Far. No. And so it's easy. It's Via easy. secret submarine. Via, yeah. Your secret submarine the secret base. Secret submarine base mm-hmm. because uh frankly I've I've looked the island over that end of the island over fairly carefully and I saw nothing resembling wharves or docks or anything like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, it's going to have to be the secret submarine yeah. base. I'm on board with that. Yeah. So that's uh the story of no, the no, monk no. This is this is one we're actually going to have to postpone solving this one. Uh, I'm sure we have at least several listeners in in New York, and so what would do you not say? suggest something that is going <laughs> to get people arrested, Joe. Please. It won't get them arrested. Please. Well, if this is all true, it's not going to get them arrested. It's going to get them shot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get your asses out there. Uh, takes if you can. If you rent rent like uh, rent like one of those little Kubota things, you know those diggers, you know, and um, like those little those little earth mover things and just do some digging out you there. know what is actually a really huge fine 
yeah. digging up state parks. Mm, is it really? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. pretty illegal. Okay. Even just like just digging in a state park. I mean, you know, it's one thing if like there is a secret base there. Mm. It's a nut. I mean, even if there's not. It's a pretty hefty fine. I would rather I, I would rather have a crew of LARPers dress up as SG one crew and go running through the park and see if they can blend in <laughs> and get into the site than have them start digging up so that they yeah. if they can see they can find the first level of the underground base. I want I want I just want to see what the signs say. The Google yeah. signs that are blurred out. I you know, I have a feeling it's nothing nefarious. I'm sure. I think it's, it's probably like, innocuous. Hey, you can't says, drive past here. Like no no vehicular says, traffic past this point. It's yeah, a huge it sign with it looks state, like a lot of text on it. It probably though. says state park and here's all our many, many rules and you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's probably a giant I mean, rule list. Is, yeah, all of our state parks are like that. There's all kinds of signs and tons of tons of rules and kind of, and all I just want to know So what do you guys what's your favorite thing that might or might yeah, not have happened the, the at the Montauk? The favorite thing Theory Project. or what? Yeah, I guess. I'm not willing to call these theories necessarily, just like... Suppositions? Things that might have happened there. What's your favorite thing that might have happened there? Uh, I, I really do like the uh, the guys that could make things materialize and the guy makes the Yeti pop out of nowhere mm-hmm. and, and he tears the place apart. That's pretty I mean, good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Steve? Uh, yeah, I... Okay, are we going for favorite for fun or favorite for believable? Well, let's do favorite for fun. Why not? We very rarely do favorite for fun. For favorite for fun? I'm sorry. Joe may need to append his... It's okay. I I kind of like the uh, the theory that that Al and his buddy Mr. Cameron had, where they were lost in time, mm. because it makes me think. There's been a number of movies of of military men from the 40s who go into the freezer cooler and wake up in the 80s. Oh, and, you mean Captain America? Yeah, stuff like that. And, and he's he's saying that. I think it's Al was saying that he had no recollection of ever working at the Montauk project. And then people who knew the project, it, I might be misremembering the person. It might not be I, Al. I can't remember either. There was, there was somebody was who somebody said, else. it was, yeah, somebody, somebody who else. said they had no memory of working at Montauk. And then people who worked there were like, Hey, totally recognize you. No, I don't know you until to the point that he got really upset. And then suddenly the memories started coming uh, back. That was the guy who said there were microchips in his brain. Is that who said that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember his name, but yeah. Oh, see, I, I couldn't remember if it was him or the guy who could make things materialize. I with think his it was mind. microchip, dude. It might that might even be the same person. For all because I can remember, I got to be honest. Then you know, it, it's you're living a double life. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. On accident. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. kind of a neo situation. Uh, that would red actually... pill or the blue pill or both. Yeah. You know, you just took them both. So Why not? we're just gonna mix them. See yeah. what happens. Just you know, have fun. <laughs> I... wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be a weird, weird way for the movies to go? The Matrix. Mm-hmm. If he was like, um. I'll just take them both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll wake up in inside the Matrix, but forget everything I ever knew. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about the, uh, so which pill was it? The red pill where he goes down the rabbit hole? Yes. Uh, so yeah, what if he'd taken the blue pill? There's the end of the world. <laughs> Rolls credits. Yeah. yeah. No, the next hour and a half is him in his office just coding, working. Just yeah. coding. Or no. It's like he's going about his business, and he keeps running into he keeps running into uh, what's his name, um, Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, he keeps running into Morpheus, and Morpheus says, "Are you sure you 
Tree, don't want to take the red pill? And Dude, like, why are you always trying to give me drugs? Is, is are you trying Starbucks? to get me fired? I got to take a pee test tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's at the Starbucks at 7 <laughs> Morpheus sits down and says, like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Actually, that's a movie that needs to be made. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is awesome. I was just going to say that my favorite theory is Nikola Tesla, but I guess The Matrix is more interesting. No, I like Tesla. I like that Tesla was the director of operations there. Yeah, Tesla pops up in a lot of stuff. I like the director. Yeah, the director of operations. Like that was a, that's a very specific. Like they weren't like, hey, he was in charge of the place. They're like, this was his job title. It was director of operations, not not chief of operations, not COO, right? Not like mm-hmm. CEO, not like commander in operations or whatever you call yeah Yeah. whatever you would do in the military no he was the director of operations it's a very specific title it is which makes me nope operations which apparently facilities probably (laughs) replies to right or reports to but park ranger i guess you know director of operations that leads some credence right no, no that's that makes the story totally incredible super plausible Yeah. Uh, yeah, i gotta be honest okay I like this story. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I now say what my big problem with this project? I guess. It is, I think, Joe, you might have mentioned this earlier, is this story is a prime, prime candidate for people to just chew on. And, and I think that this too. is, yeah, and this is, this is, this is the hard part. Is like I kept reading it, trying to find... Okay, where's some credible stuff? What what can I try and track down that's really real instead yeah. of these fun anecdotal things? So and that's, it's, and it it's gets, like watching, uh, you know, it's it's cracks in glass. It just it just keeps spreading, and yeah, you don't know it's, where it's, it's going. It's confusing, and uh, I think I think for a lot of these these stories, you don't know if it's somebody. And maybe I've said this before. In fact, I'm sure I have. If there's not people out there. People with an impish sense of humor on the internet who, who copy all this stuff over and then tack on a few things like, oh, let's have somebody materialize stuff out of thin air, you know, using this power mm-hmm. of his mind. And then that gets copied over by other people. And then, and, you well, know, and there's I mean, a bunch of books that have been written on this place. I, I tried to track them down in yeah. my library, but unfortunately they don't stock them, Shockingly, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, but I was really disappointed because I wanted to try and read some of this stuff to see where, where what mm-hmm. sources. Because uh, Al, when I was listening to him, his sources were a friend in the government. A friend that I know, mm-hmm. a friend in the military, Some guy driving dude. a taxi, which yeah. is just not a credible source. Not really, and it's really difficult to to get a good handle on it. Yeah, so that's kind of why I attacked this story the way that I did, which is probably the best way to do with it. With this whole, okay, there's this one kind of anecdotal thing that you can't. I mean, there's no hard evidence for there's no hard evidence for any any of it but at least there's some stories from it seems different points of view and whether that's just like different people writing it or whatever it Mm. seems that like at least people are lying to substantiate the evidence or the anecdotal evidence versus like one dude says oh yeah aids was there right one dude says Oh, by the way, uh, men in black trained there. You know, I think that so I wanted to kind of focus on this stuff that actually has at least a little substance to it, mm-hmm. even if it's not good science or good I, evidence. I, I don't think any of this uh, stuff has any substance. To it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that there there have there has got to be truth in some of this. I'm not saying what it is. So let's say the people who got chased off by men with guns, mm-hmm. they were probably park trespassing ranger. at night and a park ranger came probably, out and yeah. yelled at them and they they maybe were a little inebriated or something and they saw he had a gun on his hip because he's a ranger and they carry guns a dude in a gun in the dark chased us off like i Uh think that that's how some of this starts but really that's my that's my biggest struggle is i think that there's something here Mm -hmm. i just can't pinpoint it because there's just so much fluff around it. Right, and I guess that's the the big question for me that I'm left wanting is like, why did the government build this radar facility that was like obviously about to be obsolete, hmm. right? I mean, they went, basically they built it and it was obsolete. Mm-hmm. Why Why even spend all this money at this site to do this? They're the government. That's kind of what they Well, do. no, you got to remember <laughs> that, A, they're in the middle of the war. B, they move slow. Mm-hmm. And technology is cutting edge today. But it takes us a year and a half to build this huge thing. Mm-hmm. And in that time, oh, well, we've had a bunch of scientists working and they figured out a better way to do it. I guess. I, I can yeah, see I how mean, that this, happened. Yeah, this, is, yeah this, this sort of project is like I, like I was talking about that submarine. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, a lot of money on that particular project. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there's all kinds of stuff like that where they don't go into service because they get superseded right away by something better. Yeah, but they still spend a ton of money and build a bunch of stuff because it takes a long time to source it. I mean, today I can say I want to build this. I can draw it on the computer. I can send it to a vendor. A vendor can drop that plan into a machine. The machine laser cuts it out, mm-hmm. and boom, it's done. Yeah, but. 50 years ago, I had to draw it all by hand. I had to write out all my specs. The dude had to get it, had to figure it out, had to, had to teach his guys how to cut it and how to file it. And it took months mm-hmm. to make that one part. Yeah. That one widget yeah. took so long to make that it, it, yeah. it's understandable why these things, by the time they get them made, just are useless. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's fair. So that, I guess that would be my only kind of question mark with this mm. whole thing. But uh, Yeah, uh, no, I mean... Uh, yeah. If there is something there, that, that would point to one obvious thing, which is the, the person who's, not the person, but the parties who are creating all this gobbledygook around this thing. And there's just an incomprehensible mishmash of, of um, tall tales mm-hmm. surrounding this thing. That party would have to be the government men in black or, or <laughs> the ones who are doing it. Yeah, right, yeah. to create confusion and create chaos. confusion and, and uh, basically negate mm-hmm. credibility. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, so, that, so the mere fact that this thing is so ludicrous may must mean actually that must mean the government's involved. Yeah, and it's Will there. Smith's fault. It is. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess that's it. Well, we Ooh. solved that one quick. But um bum bum. So links are and pictures on the website. That website is uh, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Uh, you can listen to us there. You can um, listen to this or other episodes there. You probably have just finished listening to this episode somewhere. Or so. maybe you didn't finish listening to it, so you're not even hearing this at all. Maybe bum, bum, bum. Bum. So if you don't listen to it there, you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, if you do check us out on iTunes, please leave a comment and a rating. We really like getting those. 
I'm liking all of the Fallout references everyone's making. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you can also stream us directly off Stitcher if you forget to download before you head out into the wild green yonder. Um, before you head over to Long Island to do some digging. Yeah, man. You can uh, check us out on Facebook. We have both a page that you can like and a group you can join. There's some interesting discussion that happens around there from our devoted fans. Uh, and you can, you know, if you do go out to, like, take a picture of these signs or you are Nikola Tesla, just send us an email. Yeah. The email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. I, you know, as much as I want Nikola Tesla to, mm-hmm. to send us an email, mm-hmm. I really feel bad for his great-grandchild who's going to have to show him how to do that. Great-grandpa, this is how you click the button to send the email. No, Nikola yeah, Tesla would... Yeah. <laughs> he invented the internet, probably. Yeah. Probably. He's actually Steve Jobs, too. <laughs> <laughs> Or he was Steve Jobs. He was. Now he's, he's fake, fake Steve Jobs. Now yeah. he's gone. Now he's he's moving to the next person. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. Special request. Uh, are, are any of our listeners that tend to go to military surplus auctions, and I know there's at least some of you out there, keep your eyes peeled for a titanium pyramid. Uh, <laughs> 50 pick it up foot for, tall. Yeah, 50 feet tall. You could probably pick it up for 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And could we'll, be a good deal. Yeah, yeah. And we'll buy it back from you for twice what you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So on that note, I guess we're going to head out of here. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, yeah, toodaloo. And don't forget to tune in next week for our anniversary episode. Bye, everybody. Ta-ta. Are you sure it's next week? You sure it wasn't this week? I'm pretty sure it's this week. We missed it, guys. Uh, unless the space-time bubble burst. I think, I think we're okay. That's, that's, that's it. what it was. That's yeah. the problem.